0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.
1: You know those sketches on Saturday Night Live that go on a little too long and now we're way past funny and into painful and you wonder if there's smoke in the control room and everyone is just unconscious and everyone on the stage has just kept going because nobody told them to end the scene and go to commercial? We hope to be that good one day. This is Funny People Talking.
2: I'm Sheba Mason, and I'm a comedian. The only thing I would rather be doing than listening to this podcast is nothing. I would really like to listen to this podcast, especially when I'm on it.
3: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm Mark Rico and for some reason I'm talking like this. I don't know why. It's very quick. It's very, very quick, and I'm here with Daniel Beckman.
4: Which side of the bed did you wake up on today, The...
3: European side, apparently. <laughs> I know, I can tell. <laughs> and uh, also, here. oh, hey, Danielle. Oh, hi. Hi, nice to see yeah, you. Yeah,
4: for all of you guys listening, you have tuned into the right show. It is still
3: funny people you talking. It's lost. just funny people with accents talking. I don't know, or yes. weird. I don't know. Also with us, Elsie, the producer. Hello, Elsie. Hi. Elsie needed an American accent. She, she, has, she would not have understood me. She has no accent at all. She has no, no. accent. She's, no accent. Well, I, she does too have an accent. It's a very Nope, clear, nope,
4: she has no accent. She's just straight up. She does. Neutral. She says sugar. Sugar. Mock. Mock.
3: Right, you do. You LC, say my can name like that. you say my name? Danielle. 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 And how do you say my name?
4: Mock. <laughs> I'm sorry, this so, is like really. I don't, know, I, I don't mean to make fun of you.
3: Of course not. Of course not. Anyway, hi, Elsie. Nice but to see you. she takes it well. Yeah. She does. Also with us, our special guest, she is Sheba Mason. She's a comedian. And just for context, and we won't talk a lot about it, but just so you know, she's also the daughter of the very famous comedian, course, Jackie Mason.
4: Yes, that's true. So I was uh, like, there was a pause. I was like, did you forget you we were talking
3: about? <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to say more things, and I was like, nope. Jackie Mason. Can <laughs> you looked like you forgot,
2: and then you saw my face here, and you're like, oh yeah, Jackie Mason. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Perfection. Ooh. Love it. <laughs> um, also, okay, no. might I not. add
4: that Sheba is wearing pearls. And she is. These aren't real
2: pearls. These are chickpeas painted white.
3: No. <laughs> well,
2: I say that in my I love it. Thank
3: and I, I would love to also point out, that first of all, welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here, Sheba. Yes, Shiba. we are. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Delighted. And I would like to point out, to her credit, uh, Sheba actually kind of rearranged her evening to oh. accommodate being on the show. Oh, it was lovely of you to do that. Thank you. <laughs> You. Yeah, this and, is awesome. And and Shiba has come into the studio carrying with her an air of positivity <laughs> that is just infectious.
4: Oh well, thank
2: you so much. <laughs> really?
3: Okay, so uh let's start here. Yeah. I, I have a question for you, Danielle. Yeah, Mark. Uh, before we get to our improv mind? game and learning all about Shiba and end of show food and all the things that will happen in this yes. show. I noticed when you came in today.
4: Uh huh.
3: There was like an eight. Piece marching band with you. Oh yeah. It wasn't a huge marching band, but it was eight pieces. That's pretty good just to be kind of walking around with. Yeah. And and I'm trying to figure out there aren't many of my friends that I've seen walking around with eight piece marching bands.
4: Well, you know I'm special. That's why I'm your co-host.
3: No question about it. <laughs> um, it wasn't the I will just just for pure uh transparency. Yeah. Honestly, the marching band had nothing to do with the request that you co-host the show with me.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I see, I really... wasn't sure. So now the
3: truth comes out. <laughs> Is that why you brought it? I'm you really had some glad. Some doubts about confidence in you. So you thought you'd like deliver.
4: I'm actually. Thank you for telling me. I feel better about our friendship now. Okay. Yeah. So what would you like to know about uh, my my octet?
3: Well, I want to know why they're with you. I mean, why do you just walk around the city with eight marching men? Well,
4: you know, I have. A passion for the homeless in the city yes and i do they i've found certain friends along the way who have musical talents and they love to hang out and uh we've gotten them all some instruments and we do a little parade down the street make some a, tips
3: this is a group of homeless but musically skilled
4: yeah people and hopefully a lot of them won't be homeless anymore
3: that's Hopefully pretty Hopefully they'll
4: go from, hey, this is a really good idea. Actually.
3: It's a good idea. And because what I love of a is, lot of
4: the subway performers, yeah. our, our buskers yeah. make good nothing. money. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, nothing, good money, oh, yeah. Also,
4: <laughs> I hope you noticed that you like that they were, like, steampunk themed. That was sort of I my do. little... I do. I also love yeah. that you're
3: getting a lot of props for something that's... <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> we yes. like, oh good for you Danielle way to
4: go yeah well you know I came into some money recently so I just decided oh. to this
3: is how you'd spend it. instead of giving yeah. it to the homeless you'd yeah. buy them I came into like a hundred extra
4: dollars oh, and, and well, it worked out
3: it was either that or bubbles on each corner well
4: bubbles are still about. happening still for my idea. life yes
3: alright um, but
4: thanks for asking yeah, well, none of them curious. are here now they all went to no, their it's very respective now. places
3: no they did yes I did enjoy the uniforms, though.
4: Thank you, steampunk.
3: Steampunk, but ah, yeah. lime green steampunk. Yes, very unusual.
4: Yes, it is. It is a thing. It is a thing. Right. I, I live near the Green Lady in Brooklyn. Remember? Oh, that's right. And Inspired her by, by the Green Lady, we have lime to have green. her on the show. Have you heard about the the Green Lady, Shiva? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, she's, she's I think, in her late 70s, early 80s, and her hair is green, every single thing in her home, <laughs> but everything is green. Every single thing she owns, her shampoos, her nail polish, her socks, her- It's actually my favorite color, too. But I love it. It's that extreme. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the so, red's a
3: great color for you. Just wearing oh, actually, red now, it just she, seems but to...
4: you match the Funny People Talking logo. You do.
3: It's oh, like wow. you're part of the logo.
4: I know. Yeah. Who would you know, have
3: thought? I, I'll tell you a funny story uh, that we sometimes tell. So our logo has a, a rubber chicken in it laying down. And the, after we recorded our first episode of this show, we walked out of the building. This was before the logo was designed or anything. Walked out of this building and laying – it was like at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night or something. And laying on the ground right outside the building was a rubber chicken inexplicably just laying there on the sidewalk. It <laughs> felt like a sign.
4: Yes. It is a sign. So – it's the international sign of comedy.
3: Uh, speaking of signs, yes. it has nothing to do with signs actually. Okay. but I was seeking a segue.
4: Yeah, seek one.
3: Do you happen to have a nerd tip?
4: Oh yeah, I do, Mark. Just the tip, nerd tip. Ooh. This this nerd tip is about cursing.
0: Oh, well,
2: what
4: do dag you Do you curse in your comedy, Shiva? Very little, only like when necessary. But okay, I do. Do it when necessary. That's kind of how this show is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So here's this. It's actually, I'm going to do a little nerd trivia. Are you ready? Yes. So if you have ever read a comic book, you've probably noticed that this series of symbols often replace curse words, right? When reading comedy or when reading comics, those symbols actually have names. Can anyone here guess what they're actually called? No, I have no idea. Can you just give give a random guess? Dave. Ooh, Dave, wrong. The individual (laughs) Okay, so these individual symbols, you would think it's like at sign, exclamation point, question mark, no. They're called jarns, quips, nittles. Or Grolixes.
3: I feel Dave was as good a guess as anyone yeah. else could have given. given Even the though the word Jarn
4: fact. is pretty cool.
3: Jarn is cool. Um, Jarn, 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 Binks. Uh,
5: Jarn, Jarn.
4: Jarn. Jarn, Jarn. So a growlix, Grawlix. Yeah, Grolix is, is generally used as the blanket term. I like that word. Isn't that so cool? Is that, that, with, an, so is that cool? with an X? Huh? With an X? There is an X. See, That'd any, be... anything that has an X in it is cool. Well, I would love to name Don't my... Don't you have a silent X in your name, Elsie? <clears throat> yeah, where's the X? Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> Elks, Elks-y. <laughs> cool um, I want to name my pug Grolixes now
3: Oh that's cool right? That's a idea. So
4: anyway bring that to your next cocktail party um,
3: It's all they'll be waiting for
4: What the Grolix Instead of that's the curse word
3: It sounds a little bit like Klingon
4: I know it does
3: Alright right, so uh, Hey uh, let's get on with the show And you know what that requires
4: Mark yeah. I need you to start it Thanks You're welcome
1: From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking, with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie.
3: Funny people talking. We're here with the great Sheba Mason. Woo-woo! Hey. Uh, so happy to have you here, Sheba. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get all into who you are, what you do in just a minute. But first, I have to take a little jog over to uh, on our last episode, we talked all about Danielle.
4: We did. We talked a lot Danielle about Daniel. Danielle
3: just got engaged.
4: I just got engaged. Oh, so we hey, he told them all, you I heard the whole story. <laughs> so Thank
3: now you. I'm going to. T- 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 Go over to Elsie's corner of the room here. Oh, yeah, I did not
5: get
4: engaged.
3: You did not get engaged. I'm
4: sorry.
5: All right,
3: well, moving on. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but we are engaging you in conversation.
3: I would like to hear an update, if I may, on your cat, Nunny of Business.
4: Yeah, me too.
3: We haven't heard about Nunny of Business in a while. Hmm. And I'd like to know, first of all, how is none business doing, like health-wise and, and all? Yeah, how, how are the ho, And how old is none business at this point? He's 16. 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty up there for a cat, huh? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah? Yeah. And how does none business? He's a very young
5: 16. You would never know.
3: Right. Now, remind oh. us what, remind us. He doesn't us... have any wrinkles. <laughs> no wrinkles. No wrinkles,
5: no white on his What uh, are cat ears? Four.
4: So 16 times. Is that
5: four. right?
3: Is that true? Yeah. Yes. So. No,
4: I am lying to you.
3: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so cool. remind, remind us, just What's for context, what Nunya Business does at night. Sometimes. He's a jazz musician. Okay. So your cat is a jazz musician. What does Nunya Business do during the day that you're aware of? Do you have a. Do you have a, he's nanny? a cat, he sleeps. <laughs> do you have a cat cam? No, because no? he's asleep. What's their video?
4: <laughs> well, now, do you video his gigs?
5: No. Have you ever gone to see one of his gigs? We've discussed this before. Do you not know, remember? Yeah, but it was. Like I a goes style. out. I
4: go to bed. Oh, we're done. Okay. So what does he play? The sax saxophone. I mm-hmm. knew it.
3: That's right. Now, do you know any of his band members? No. No. Um, mm. do, is he say, play the same sax? How do you find a cat sized sax?
4: I don't know. Maybe maybe none of your business plays a full size sax, and.
3: D- We're all play full befuddled.
4: Size?
5: I told you I have not gone to his gigs. I would not Why know. Is, is support he upset your at cat? you?
3: Yeah. Why what? don't you support your cat? I support kids? him,
5: but I mean, I'm I'm sleeping. I don't go out late.
3: Do you do, you do anything you other wear than me be down here and go home? I don't go out.
4: <laughs> Does the cat come back drunk?
3: No. Okay. No. Do, your cat doesn't. But I don't understand. I mean, what? don't you do anything except be here and go home and go to sleep?
4: No, that's all she does.
3: That's it. <laughs> Go grocery
5: shopping. Yeah. Oh. Do laundry stuff. Some life you got there. Arcee. I
4: need to find. Well, even this if I gig. did, I wouldn't
3: really discuss it. Probably. On. You know. Oh, so we all get to share our lives, but you don't share your life. Yeah,
4: I think she's a secret agent, or there's a double life I happening.
3: Don't. Where's she a secret agent from?
4: Mississippi. I don't know. <laughs> and then this is a fake accent.
3: Yeah, so like she's covering up her n- her natural Mississippi drawl or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They've drawls in Mississippi? I
4: don't
3: know. Yeah. Where are, are you, you grew up in New York, yes?
2: I grew up actually in Florida. In Florida? Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh gotcha. In, We're in Florida. I was My- born in Miami, grew okay. up in Boca, yeah. Oh. Cool.
3: So when did you come to New York, Sheba?
2: I moved here when I was 18. Okay.
3: Your parents moved here? Your dad moved no, here? No, I just
2: moved here by myself. You I was I was all set to go to the University of Miami for theater.
3: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And
2: then at the last minute there were some changes in my life and so I just decided to move okay. to I just wanted to get to New York already. Gotcha. Yeah. So I just got here when I was 18 and took a year off of college and then went to college. Cool. Did
3: you end up doing theater?
2: Um, I did. I did, I mean, I am in plays. Like my mother has a play that I'm in, which I, I'll uh-huh. talk about it. Um, okay. But I just started work. Like I was waitressing, going to college, and then I ended up starting doing comedy when I was 19. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
3: How did that happen? Uh, how what was the Let's jump into that for a second. How, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> that first time you said okay. I'm going to do this.
2: Well, you know, I've been on stage my whole life. I started out even like before I was six, I was the South, South Florida has a condo circuit, which means it's like all these Uh, giant communities that have like these giant theaters and they have acts come over there. So Mm. there was this guy named Frankie Mann, an older comedian who kind of like took me under his wing. He was an impersonator and a comedian. So he would bring me on stage from the time I was six and I would sing and like do some (laughs) jokes. And so I got a lot of chops that way. Mm. And then I've done plays my whole life, you know, um mm-hmm. all throughout, you know, I you know, childhood and high school and stuff like that. Me too. I've been oh, doing really? theater since
4: I was like five. Musical
2: theater? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh cool.
4: I'm like, oh I'm relating to this. I yeah. love it. So you get it. Yeah. I get it.
2: <laughs> and so then when I moved here, like I would you know, I auditioned a little bit, but it's you know, it's you're you're just one among so many in New yeah. York. So and then I started waitressing at New York Comedy Club and oh. I became friends with the manager there. But he flip, and then he said, "You should take my class and just see how you like it." Cool. So then I started doing comedy that way.
4: Oh, that's awesome! So after one class, you were—I was kind of hooked after like
2: this, you know, the session. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love it.
3: That's so cool. So how when you so then did you did you take a break from comedy for a while? No,
2: I've been doing it hardcore since I was nineteen. And when I say hardcore, I mean like this guy you know, kind of took an interest in me because of, because of Jackie Mason thing. So Mm. he was like, you should be doing like spots. Like he could see, you know, he Mm. was just trying to help me. So he got me like real spots at least three times a week in the beginning. And then it Mm -hmm. escalated. Then I started running my own shows and I really haven't had more than two nights off in a week since I started when I was 19. That's how you support
3: yourself as as a comedian.
4: Mm -hmm. God
3: bless you. That's really great.
4: That is awesome. Um,
3: uh, have you ever? I, perf- guess. I guess. <laughs> Well, uh, look, whatever. <laughs> it's it's a challenging and hard career, mm-hmm. and to make a success of it enough to be doing it for this many years is. Uh,
2: I mean, it took a while to really make a living. You know, like when I was a teenager, making a living. Yeah. living but mm-hmm. I would say it took like until maybe I was like twenty-seven. Still,
4: yeah. Now okay. I'm thirty-three. Yeah. Oh, we're but, the same age too. Oh, really? Look wow. at. When's your birthday, girl? Oh, June. Oh, June. I'm December. Okay. Wait, December. What? <laughs> 15th. Okay. I'm, we're literally six months apart. Really? You're June 15th? I'm June 20th. Uh, but so still. not literally but no but we're like... we're like you... we're we're are you before or after are you after or before what like are you going to be 34 oh no i'm um i'm 86 we're oh. are we both 86 you're 86 86? you look
3: great for 86
4: oh wow <laughs> i am 86 thank you my grandmother would love that um that's so cool like we're musical theater kids and we're yeah. in the same age love it
3: So, Sheba, did you and your dad ever perform on the same stage together?
4: No, so
2: he actually... Um, he was with my mother for 10 years. Okay. And then when I was a baby, he started getting his show on Broadway, which was called The World According to Me. So mm. he was like very much invested in that. And he like kind of broke, she was madly in love with him and he mm. kind of like just broke, broke her heart. Wow. But now there is a play that exists that she wrote, which she'd been working on for years and it's been touring around. It's been going on Trust for it. years okay, and years. It's called The Jackie Mason Musical. Trust and it. it's about her 10 year relationship with Jackie Mason. It's a musical comedy. Wow. The cast of eight. And it's actually going to be in the Fringe Festival next week. Cool. Cool. Starting October twenty third for five performances. Wow. They're all at weird times because that's how the fringe. Festivals. Yeah, the fringe. But yeah. it did. It was like in Chicago, and we did it in Florida and Jersey, and oh. yeah, and Long Island, and like you know, it tours all around. So, um, and I play my mother, and there's a guy playing Jackie oh. Mason who's actually Latino how this time, wow. cool. and he's really strong. He's got a really strong voice, and you know, so wow. that's what happened with my father. He didn't. He just wasn't, you know, there. Right. I, I have it. jokes about it in my act, you know yeah <laughs> like when i like i'll do some synagogue gigs you know cause uh-huh. I, yeah i can work dirty but it can work really clean uh-huh. when i go there i say you know they d- couldn't afford jackie mason so they hired me
4: that's <laughs> uh, great <laughs> it's just true i love it i love that though
3: so I'm, I'm so interested sheba in in how you have shaped your own comedic chops over time i knew you started out at six years old or whatever and you were learning from someone else and 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 a six-year-old is going to pattern a little bit after what they see other people doing. When did you start to figure out – when did it dawn on you that you had your own thing going? What I, what I mean is your own comedic choices you were doing, your own humor you were carving out. You said, wait a minute. I have my own act. Mm. I'm my own thing.
2: That's a really good question. It took a, it takes a while really to find your voice as a comedian. You You know, you start off – Doing, you know, I was working with this guy and he was kind of helping me like kind of find, I was kind of learning joke structure, even though I grew up as Jackie Mason's daughter and I come from a playwright to actually do it yourself, to write your own jokes. You know, my my father is a master. I know that, Mm -hmm. you know, he's an excellent, excellent joke writer even if it's not your cup of tea you can't deny that his structure is like impeccable right but it just kind of takes a while to feel it yourself and to find your voice i would say it took a lot of trial and error you know just performing doing it every night finding out what works what doesn't work you know how what jokes do i enjoy telling the most you know instead of just what works you know Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes yes. you'll have a joke that, that really works, but you hate it. And like, yep. you can't do that. You know, it's just kind of selling your soul, you know? So it just, it takes, it took me a long time. I think through trial and error, through writing and writing and writing a lot and trying things that didn't work and trying things that worked and fixing things. And then I think it took maybe like six years to really figure out my exact voice, you know? Okay. And to like develop this kind of persona, which is kind of like a throwback of, it's kind of like a toss between like Joan Rivers and uh-huh. Nikki Glaser-ish, you know. Yeah.
4: I love <laughs> Nikki Glaser too. I remember when I – you know, it's funny. I saw you perform. – I've seen you perform a few times. The last time was I think about three years ago um, at the at Yotel that – that um that comedy oh, spot, yeah, and yeah. it may have been for a fundraiser, like upstairs. Yes, yeah. yes, and and what's funny is right now because there were a lot of comedians on the lineup, so there weren't any of particular jokes from that night at all that stood out to me. But you know how how you say it's not necessarily what someone says, but it's how y- they make you feel that you remember? I think that's a Maya Angelou mm-hmm. quote. You always remember how someone made you feel. And I remember how I felt watching your set. And when you left, it was one of those things where I went – I was so delighted the whole time really? and I went, yeah. And I looked at my watch and I was like, she just did a full seven minutes and it felt like it went by like that. Wow. Like it was, it was just constantly like you were, it, it felt so natural mm. and I was, I was just majorly impressed and yeah. I was like. Who and I think Regina DeChico was on that night. Mm. Do you know Regina? Yeah, she's, she's been on Funny People Talking. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, the specifically the two of you that night really stood out to me and I was like, gosh. That's cool. Yeah, and I and ah, I just thanks. remember that. Of course. How would of you course. describe
3: your your set uh, or or generally speaking the humor that you do? What what is it? What is it about? What's the ethos of it, the mood of it?
2: I would say it's really honest really honest. Mm -hmm. I really take a lot of real life experiences and I make them into jokes a lot. I would say that it's, you know, even when I'm political, I keep it silly. So I never really take a side to alienate half the room. That's Mm -hmm. not my goal. I'm not here to preach. Mm -hmm. If that's your thing, that's fine. But that's just not what I do. You know, I talk a little bit about sex and like, you know, different ways and, and, you know, like everybody does. But I think that I'm just um, like, it's weird to toot your own horn, but it's just, yeah. I just feel like, like, people have told me, like, they just feel like they would be my friends uh-huh. after, is it like, you know, like, I'm just like kind of like your approachable friend approachable in, in a way? Like, yeah. Yeah,
5: they're
2: Like, I'm not snobby. I'm not really, you know, even when I'm sarcastic, it's like, you can see I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. I'm kind of like, fr- like friendly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and pretty universal, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've worked all, sor- I mean, I work all sorts of rooms, like from dark comedy clubs where you can be as filthy as you want to i've done a church i somebody had Mm -hmm. me perform at their funeral service this woman this guy contacted me through like a gig site and he was like my wife died and i know she would like to have a comedian so i had to figure out what to do for that that was really tough (laughs) but i did it and then he you know he ended up he ended up giving me a nice it was like really you know you have to really be respectful of who died and still be funny you know and it was really a a a task
3: what an Honor, challenge, yeah. scary situation. Yeah. Um, it was
2: really momentous because it, it yeah. kind of gave me this, um, mm confidence that i that i was able to do that you know and like and the guy was so happy after so i was like so thrilled that it went well
4: (laughs) i feel like after you do that then you're like okay i can do any comedy club i've (laughs) done funerals (laughs) honey like
2: like, like i almost didn't even want to take the i said to him on the phone i said are you sure you want a comedian like i don't you know even though he's gonna pay me and stuff i just felt like this is not you know i didn't want to just take his money and you know not do it in earnest yeah you know, and then he's like, "No, she really would like this. She loved yes. comedy. She loved your father. You should do oh. this. So oh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So it was. It was almost not a life changing change, but it was kind of altering a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To, to, to do that, it stands out of my mind.
4: I mean, it's honestly, only a few months ago, humor. <laughs> humor is. I mean, humor saves lives. I think, and humor. I mean, and sometimes gallows humor is what people need to get over things. too, sometimes, yeah, so, you know. Well so, yeah. you know you
3: talk about politics these days a lot of times the the mm-hmm. humorists are the ones that are helping us mm-hmm. navigate yeah. right. some of the the i mean I think about someone like John Stewart who you know through his time developing the daily show it, yeah, he informed us, but he helped us through some tough times with humor colbert right. Colbert yeah. exactly yeah. How do you approach a joke sheba how where does it come from in your mind? Because every comedian we talk to seems to have a little bit of a different process or way they think about a joke. For example, they'll write down ideas or th- as things happen to them. They note them and then later they visit them. Some sit down and say, I'm going to write jokes now. Some, it's they're just basically telling their life and they see it in a funny way. So how do you approach, where's the material in your set come from?
2: Well, All those tactics that you name, like, you know, from sitting down and kind of forcing yourself to write, I I do that. Mm -hmm. But I would say a lot of it comes from stuff that happened that I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You know, and then I talk about it, I write it down later, and then I revisit it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a lot of it. And then you look, you're like, oh, is this funny? And then you try to twist it and make it better, and... First, what I do, then, when I want to really make something funny is I'll sit there and I'll picture the crowd laughing mm-hmm. at something I just said. <laughs> That's great. And then So I'm if like... they
3: don't laugh in your own mind, you know, you got to like...
2: But before I even think before of the idea... Before you even do it. Yeah. I'm just like, like, I'm picturing them laughing. And then I try to like get to the point where they laughed, you know? Mm. You know, sometimes they tell you to imagine yourself after the fact and whatever yeah. you want. You know, you've all heard that, yeah. right? So I try to do that. And I picture this big group of people laughing and then, you know, sometimes ideas will trickle in. It's not 100%, but, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I know I'll think, like, just give me the tool to make this idea funnier. Give me the tool. Please send it to me, you know? And yes. I try to really think and tap into it. And sometimes that does work.
4: I. That's awesome! I'm gonna go to every <laughs>
2: audition and be like, "Ooh, what does it feel like for them to book me?" Yeah, oh, it feels good. But not, but imagine yourself like after the fact, like whoever you would text, maybe, yeah. maybe you would text your fiance yeah. and say, "Oh my god, I got the part!" Yeah. So picture yourself
3: like, fiance, texting that Danielle. person. I know, and you're the <laughs> first person in
4: this room to say fiance. It's really That's fun, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I know, and I I I deeply appreciate that idea. I love that.
3: How do you know when your set needs to change? How, you, personally, how do you know when it's like, because the way I think about it is unless it's the same people coming in the room every time, every time, every time, hypothetically you keep telling the same set for a long time, it's new audience almost all the time, why and when does your set need to change?
2: Well, I'm constantly trying to write new things, right, so Because it's
3: got to come out of you. It's your creative process.
2: Well, you want to, like, you know, the thing is, is like when you do a road gig or a gig you're getting paid well for that's not in the city typically, right? You're doing 45 minutes or at least 30 minutes and you're getting paid and you want to do all your best stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the city is kind of like, unless it's like a big show, you're kind of working out stuff. So, you know, there's no point in me doing all these things that I know already know work, you know, and that are universally, you know, they can work here, they can work there. So I try to always, like, throw new things in, you know, to just make my act longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer, you know. And the way you can tell that you need to fix something is, like, when, you know, I record my sets and I can see, like... You know, maybe this would work if I tried that and maybe mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes it's the difference of a syllable, not even a word. I've had the differences of a syllable change the whole oh trajectory God. of that joke. Wow. Because it's rhythm. It's not yeah. only your word, it's your rhythm. Yeah. So, you know, I I've seen that. So I'm really that's just so pay, cool. you know, close attention to what's going on. Hear the room, hear the audience, and like listen back mm-hmm. to your set and, mm-hmm. and think, you know, well, sometimes you'll have a joke that's that works so well. Like eight times, and then one day it just doesn't work. And you're like, why? <laughs> Damn it. why did it work all these times? Oh so you God. either go back and you fix it, fix it, fix it, and then yeah. sometimes you'll just end up getting rid of it.
4: Well, that, you know what that makes me think of? You know, like marketing and commercials and social media and all this and that. Like, why? I wonder if, in the same way that pop culture is always moving forward and, you know, the rhythm and the cadence, like after mm-hmm. a while, just society in general is over that joke it's not you it's just them like right and and it's fascinating how how we pick up on so many of those small things and cadences in those ways yeah
2: even cadences Uh evolve and and change that's absolutely right yeah yeah. and like and just kind of dialect uh-huh and
4: syntax even yes yes
3: what's a joke that you wrote that you thought was gonna kill and you just don't understand, but it just never connected with people, but you're still proud of the joke. <laughs> can you think of one?
2: Well, I have this joke that's fairly new. Can I, can I be dirty on here? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so it gets an ooh. I knew we would get an ooh.
3: We'll give you an ooh. We'll, do, we'll, okay. we'll block I
2: knew or we'd get an ooh, off. but when I wrote it, I thought it was so funny, right?
3: Yeah.
2: It's well, a little great. bit off colours. So. Okay. Okay. So okay. my friend just had a baby. This is based also on truth, right? Mm-hmm. So my friend just had a baby and she's always breastfeeding in public, which I have no problem with. But a lot of my guy friends can't wrap their brains around a woman breastfeeding. It's like they just they can't understand it. It's like but I kind of get it because guys have always seen the breast is a sexual object. So it must look weird to see a child sucking on. a a sexual object like a breast, you yeah. know. I mean, I would think it's weird if I saw a child sucking on a man's testicles, you know, <laughs> unless I was at the Vatican.
0: Oh. <laughs> ooh. So it works job. kind of, but like it gets, it gets that, ooh.
4: yeah, you have to know when to do it. You can't, you know, <laughs> I did the ooh for you, <laughs> <Thank> you.
0: <laughs>
4: But did you notice? Okay, I just have to say, but when. When you did that, you (laughs) slipped into your joke cadence. However, it was just like she was talking just to us. Yes. Really? And that's how you perform. Oh. You perform Thanks. as if there's one person in front of you and yeah. that is what that's what connects. I think I've that's what it is. I was trying really? to pinpoint it. Yeah because you oh. kind of like have like you're like well let me tell you this thing and it's like you maybe like kind of stumble a little bit or you don't or you go back or whatever and it's just natural.
3: You know it reminds me of just a little bit and, and it has nothing to do with like your appearance or anything like that but Dolly Parton a little bit. Oh yeah bit everybody is, says that. No no but <laughs> I. just said
4: that
0: yesterday.
2: But weird, <laughs> weirdly
3: it actually had nothing to do with your appearance or Anything. It had to do with the idea that Dolly Parton, to me, does that, too. Uh-huh. She, when she's she's on stage and stuff like that, you feel like she's not this big star performing. She's uh-huh. just like a little old doll Power, and I'm just doing she's my thing. She's like
4: down to earth. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. And, and, and she and touches millions,
2: I though. think like, she, she gets amazing. that she's that no, I've way. i always liked and... her. I don't mind when people say that. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, so So what, what about a joke that you loved and you kept working on and- you, you said, I know this is going to work, but I, but I, and you don't even have to tell the joke if you want, but I'm saying, is there a joke that you just, you say, I feel it's there. I'm going to keep working it. I'm going to keep, it's going to connect eventually. I oh just God, haven't I've hit found so it have so many of those. <laughs> but I know there's something here. I believe so in this many, joke. and
2: you try to try to try for like 10, 20 shows. Yeah. Do you, you have get one, one of those? a little something, just enough to keep you hanging yeah. on? Yeah. You know, and then it's just like like never ultimately works. I had this one joke. It's stupid. Now I'm looking at it like "Eh." that. But it was um, basically I had read this article which inspired I read this article in the newspaper which inspired the joke. So basically um, there was a robbery at a Forever 21 and it said an older woman reported the story to the cops. Mm. And this next day this woman was reading the article and she was like, oh, my God, why? would they say older woman i just got botox you know oh i had, you know what i mean it's just funny like i could just imagine this woman reading the article and thinking like why would they say older woman yeah. like cuz i would be so offended That's if that so was mean. like you know like i just got i just got a facelift <laughs> yeah you know, so yeah. I tried that in so many different ways yeah. with different scenarios, and it just didn't work. Maybe. I think it's funny
3: because it was Forever Twenty One, <laughs> so anyone yeah. old, over Twenty One. 21,
2: yeah. I changed the place. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I did make it that because I tried the other place first. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah, We're I like, noticed that too. Yeah, because it's like she's older, so yeah. she she doesn't realize she's, so she's in Forever Twenty One. She was,
3: she was twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Forever. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, if you can fix it, let me know because I know I try that like you know like different ways. Yeah, you know, and it got some. Yeah, it got to I some. just think it's so funny to imagine this poor woman reading this article the uh, next day going, if I read it, what like older woman? Or
3: well, maybe you should say <laughs> "You should say the Botox thing and then do a follow up that's like, I got Botox and I'm only 22. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, yeah I I tried for, this, that's a good
3: Because she's not forever one 21.
2: Yeah. No. Yes. 20. I tried this one tag where I was like, um, and the next day there was a whole new article, Older Woman Murders Plastic Surgery. There you go.
4: <laughs> that's our oh, yeah. either.
3: That's good. I like it.
4: It just didn't work no
2: matter what I did.
3: What's... I know
4: it's funny, you get in that loop and you're like, well, yeah. nope, we're done. Yeah, I just totally gave it up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Can you talk about a moment that's happened in the arc of your career so far that was the one that made your knees the most wobbly? And what I mean by that is You appreciated it the most. It might have been the biggest crowd you played or you got to do TV or you got to do this or you had this opportunity or this person watched you in the audience. A moment that made you go, oh, my stars, you know, this is, this is what a moment for me this is. And
2: that's a really good question. You know, I've had several over the 14 years I've been doing Mm. this. The first time I knew that I could headline and do 45 minutes was really like, that felt good. Like I could Mm. do 40. I was so nervous about doing 45 minutes and like, I, you know, I was able to do it. Also when I opened for Andrew Dice Clay, that was Mm. really exciting. That's cool. I've always loved him. And then he, he like was so nice to me and liked me. And like, that was like a momentous occasion. There was one time when I performed at a casino where there was 3000 people. Yeah. That was really cool. The first time I got booked for like a serious amount of money, you know, like mm-hmm. in the few thousand dollar ranges, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. serious, you know, not, yeah. not like, you know, but like five, for one you set. know, $5,000 like to be flown to Vegas and like yeah. to work this corporate event. That That's was like, so oh my cool. God, like that felt so good. And it was all because they had seen me. Vindicate. Yes. Yeah.
3: And, you know, three yeah.
2: nights at the venetian i took my mother oh, wow. that's <laughs> nice. um, it was amazing. like a corporate event for lawyers like just randomly
4: in las vegas because they had
2: seen me
3: yeah wow, that's so cool.
4: <laughs> i mean i have to say the 45 minute thing is really huge and i love that that's one of your highlights because the first time i yeah was, yeah i mean it, i don't know if people understand how i how impressive that is! I it really I, is. I, it, just to yeah.
3: remember that material because it's not like doing a play, yeah. To
4: where be to yeah, it. you go
3: with the vibes of the audience and the rhythm of the laughter of the some audience.
4: Of the feedback, right. Right. exactly. But
3: there's a yeah, there's a. I mean, you you know, you do. I mean, you know this. You you do forty five minutes of stand up. you you're. I mean, there's hecklers. There's. talk back from the audience there's
2: and that's where the city sets come into play because you know you're working in the city sometimes you'll do seven sometimes you do 15 you never really get more than 20 minutes on even like the greatest city show just because there's so many comics and that's the way it's structured here right Right. so basically if you're going to do 45 minutes you're piecing everything together that you've worked on so hard yeah you know exactly but then when you start doing more and more gigs where you're doing 45 minutes it becomes very natural Yeah.
4: but when you're first doing it it's like you know or if you headline or I used to. A stand up show called Three the Hard Way. And it was my friend Jabari Davis. Shout out to Jabari. He's in San Francisco now. (laughs) But um, that's actually how I met a lot of people in the comedy world. We had three comics doing 30 minutes each. Wow, so three that's, the see, that's hard a way. really rare thing. I know, and the show's not running anymore, but it would be like... That's
2: a great concept. Isn't it cool? Because comics need
4: to do that in the city, but uh, we just don't really have an outlet. Yeah, you gotta like sink no. your teeth into it a little bit, and Jabari mm-hmm. was always the first one up, so we always had the hardest job, because he had to pull out 30 minutes from nothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the crowd you is not warm at all. Yeah, yeah. so so yeah, he was, he was on there. We had like Hassan Minhaj on wow. that show. We had... Mike Kaplan. we had Carmen Lynch, who's done the show. We've had—I mean, love Carmen Lynch. I love Carmen. She was just in here before. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. I love her.
4: That's so funny. I recently did a different podcast with her. Yay! Oh, I hilarious. love it. the seller. The seller. I love it. Yeah, we That's had so we funny. had had like Mark Norman on. We've had yeah, um, I saw that. C- um, Seton Seton Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. We had Seton Smith. So we had a lot of really big names can com- uh, name comedians because. Uh, You know, a few years ago, it was like those were the people hitting it hard with 30 minutes. No, we couldn't have someone who only had a 15 minute set, you know. So uh, and then the the show, sadly, Jabari moved away or else I would have booked you. But you know what I'm saying? Because like we're looking for those people who have those full sets. So that was a that was a really cool great um, concept. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah,
3: we loved it. So where are you aiming, Sheba? What's the the place you're trying is, – is the goal, I just want to keep playing Bigger Houses and this is what I'm doing as my living and I'm a stand-up comedian and that is the career, blah, blah, blah. Or is this what you're hoping will be the stepping stone to other things you have in mind? Is this the first career? Is it – like where is your head at as far as how this plays into your life trajectory?
2: Well, I love doing stand-up, you know, and I love – You know, like you said, being able to do long sets on the road and and stuff like that and, you know, getting more and more accolades sort of in the city, you know, as it goes. What I need right now is I really need like a strong TV credit, like to be on The Tonight Show or something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a rite of passage. It's almost like getting Mm -hmm. your doctorate degree. You know, would I love a little bit part on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, as a cashier or anything, just anything at all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs)
2: You know, Uh I used to say Woody Allen movie, but I think he might be done now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, But But, I would love to be like, you know, have a bit part in something as a character, even I mean, even if I could think higher, you know, even a a bigger part, of course, you know, where I can can be like a funny character. But, you know, I would love to just get on like the Tonight Show or or one of those late shows. Have you ever
3: considered writing your own material to like create your own? like web series or something, even short form so that you have the ability to showcase you on camera.
2: So I was actually in um, a web series slash short film. They found me at a comedy club again. And like I was the lead and it was like, I'm now, you know, and they had me in the, you know, it was kind of like about me. Mm -hmm. You know, they were looking to write something and they, you know, Lynn Coplets was in it and Mm -hmm. and, Jordan Carlos, he was in it. Yeah. And so it won all these awards and stuff. Mm. Creating my own content. Yeah. Like I should do that. It's a lot of, a lot of effort, a lot of money. You know, I'm in this, this play, you know, I'm just kind of trying to figure out, you know, the next step. Yeah.
3: Are you utilizing social media as a, a delivery mechanism for you, for your comedy?
2: I am not enough. I should really do it more
3: because that is really a very inexpensive, very easy. I'm not trying to give you advice i'm I'm no,
2: but you're absolutely right.
3: brainstorming <laughs> with you here.
2: I use it enough, but like not that much,
3: even you know? if like every day, for example, <laughs> once a day you had a funny thought of the day, you know, or observation yeah. of the day or like a, a video and you just do yeah. like an insta yeah. story or something like that, and then you on Instagram and then you just or what or if you want to do Twitter or whatever, but I'm saying. It it just get you so used to being on camera for for such a regular period of time, but you'll also start accumulating more and
2: more followers. A library of
3: and followers, but a library of content that you never know when that connects with someone. I mean, the first guest we had on this show was Clarity, who's an influencer and an actor and comedian also, but he he was a huge uh, successful star on Vine. I mean, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And he did it almost by accident. He just started doing stories, and it just connected with some people. I'm sure you hear about that a lot. And it built it into yeah. a, big, a big millions of followers, you know, so.
4: Yeah, he has a million on. Yeah, wow. TikTok is the newest thing.
5: Wow. Yeah, yeah TikTok.
3: So. so,
4: no, I think that that's.
2: No that's very that's valid. I mean that's you know you're absolutely right.
3: I mean this is encouraging not as advice. I mean no, like No you're right you're,
2: though. Like I should see I, I I the wheels be doing doing that. turning though. I should be doing that. Like I should even like, I'm yeah. like I got to get those I got to get like i have to learn how to you know how they have the words like out with the, with the lines you know you see someone doing stand-up and then they have like the word bubbles yeah. yes yes there i, mean, you do I, that I keep you're asking saying. everyone do you yes
3: i love that like spoken word bubbles how about that you <laughs> see i'm
2: a millennial but i'm still like borderline on the cusp yeah, yeah we're cuspy right we're cuspy right yeah. so i'm still like like i know social media i get it but i'm not I'm not as excited about it That's as right. other people are.
0: Yes. I
2: hear you. Well, well,
3: for the people who are going to be looking at, for your future uh, social media feed and all those things, how can they find you? Now, you mentioned your website.
2: yes yeah, shebamason.com, S-H-E-B-A, Mason. Okay. okay. Um, and, and- Instagram, sheba, just um, underscore Mason. Okay. And, and Same with Twitter, Sheba Mason.
3: Great. And I just
4: followed you. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> and,
3: and what's and what's I'll you back. <laughs> what's the biggest show you kind of have coming up that that you want to start pointing people to? Or the biggest event you got?
2: Well, I'm headlining at a theater in New Jersey, and then um, just all, every Saturday when I'm in town, I run my own show at Broadway Comedy Club at ten. Great. And um, cool. Yeah, and I'm at. I just was at Caroline's last night. I was at the comic strip on Sunday. So I performed at those places regularly. I'm um, going to be at Westside and, you know, got a bunch of road stuff coming up. Um, every now and then I go to Florida where I headline this theater Empire Stage
0: mm-hmm.
2: in Fort Lauderdale. And while I'm there, I do the Book of Black Box and it's mm-hmm. like all kind of conjoined. It's like a it's a they call it the Book of Black Box Performing Arts Center. Cool. And that was where I opened for Andrew Dice Clay. Awesome. So I'm going to be there again in December.
3: Well, everybody check out Sheba Mason. Yes. I am so definitely going to – me and my wife will come and see you. <laughs> oh, you. For thanks. sure. That would be really fun. So and, get your free tickets. Oh, yay. Thank <laughs> you. you. That. That's so sweet. Well, we'll let you know when we're coming. Not for the free tickets, but so you know that we're cool. coming. So <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, but you know, free tickets are good. So yeah, uh, gonna... <laughs> Anyway. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. And thanks for sharing so much of yourself and how you look at humor and everything like that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, we're gonna take a moment to think about Tina, and we're gonna play an improv game, and then it will be end of show food right
1: after this. The moon landing was real. Aliens may indeed exist. Madonna was once young, and funny people talking. Well, the jury's still out.
3: Chiba, um, you're a, a successful stand-up comedian. But another comedian we admire, who we'd love to have on this show, is the great Tina Fey. Who mm. we uh, every show we appeal to the comedy gods and pray to them that someday Tina will somehow, some way. Interact with this show: a drive-by, a phone call, <laughs> an in-studio appearance.
4: Maybe she'll acts, she'll get lost and just yeah. come up to this. You studio.
3: never know. You never know. So, it uh, could a, yes. a quick moment to pray to the comedy gods. You may join us if you are so inclined. No pressure. Tina Fey, we love you. Space for you. Please.
5: Please. We need you come here, Tina
3: Fey. We love you, Comedy gods, please bring us to the show.
4: Baruchatadonai. <laughs> yes, thank you. We
3: That's about all know. That. I know. Baruchatadonai, lehinum. I know much. it because
4: I was oh. in Anne Frank. Oh, oh. seriously, Were you Anne Frank? Uh, it's a long story, but oh. no, oh. I was. <laughs> she I'm not bitter. Just frank. I was just Frank. No, wait <laughs> No, I was. Um, you know what's her name? I was Mrs. Van Damme <gasps> I was the the as we call in the restaurant business. A PETA. That stands for P-I-T-A, a pain in the ass. Ah. <laughs> so we'll say pita, the uh, party of two at table five. Got
3: it. I got it. Got it.
4: And it's like, oh, do they want pita bread? Yeah.
3: Yes, they do. I'm,
4: I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm oh. reformed. Are you
3: Jewish? Mm. I'm not, but I grew up in a Jewish town, so I went to uh, uh, oh, cool. a lot of in Rochester. Uh, oh, I went yeah. to uh, Brighton, my word mm. of, and there's a lot of Jewish, especially when I grew up. And I went to a lot of bar mitzvahs. So, oh yeah, I, 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 I was able to grab just that amount of Hebrew. I, <laughs> I used like, to
2: be a motivational dancer at bar mitzvahs. When
4: I was yes, like you were. <laughs> you know, like they need that, like, though because really yeah. kids are so it's a awkward. Good sign hustle for a kid. Yeah, it not. really is. That's they don't want to dance with that going...
3: That should be like the first line of a set. That's yeah. like the first thing you say. I, talk I was about a motivational it. dancer as a kid at Paramount. Instead
4: of a motivational speaker, you were Motivated with your limbs. Doesn't
3: that sound like that'd be a, like Saturday Night Live sketch? Yeah, as yeah. A motivational totally. dancer. That's awesome. It's real uh, close
4: to home for a lot of actors. <laughs>
3: All right, I thought a great game for us to play with Shiba would be if I was in charge of the world. Great. Uh, so the way this this improv game goes is uh, you think of a. Problem that you would like to solve. Do we give the other person the problem? I can't
4: remember. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if, okay, if so I yeah. am in charge of the world, you guys. Give I choose. Okay, me so we give
3: you right. a problem that you have to solve. If you were in charge of the world and you had unlimited resources, unlimited power, you could make your own laws, it doesn't matter, you just you got to find some inventive, creative, humorous way to solve this problem. If you were in charge of the world, there's only one rule to the game and that is that you must start and finish your story of how you would solve this by exclaiming loudly if I was in charge of the world, however, you want to do it, and then you finish that way as well. Um, we will demonstrate, but that's the game we'll play. Is that okay? For some sure. reason, I just thought it just fit you. for Sounds some reason. No, no. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I will start out and demonstrate, Because okay. I often don't go first, so I'll just volunteer. So and we'll the give sword. So you what, a... what is my problem I need to solve. So it's usually like an, it can be anything, but it. Often problem. like an everyday he problem, problem that we solve. we all have a problem. Like people keep bumping into you on the sidewalk or something. Okay. You know? So what do, what do you got, Danielle?
4: Oh, me? Uh, Elsie, do
3: you have one?
5: People leaving their trash when there's a garbage can five feet away.
3: Okay, got it. Thank you. If I was in charge of the world, the way I would solve people who just very selfishly and lazily leave their uh, trash just inches or feet away from a trash can, yeah. it's very easily there. And I should mention that most blind people would be exempt from this particular uh, rule because okay. in some cases they just shoot, honestly may not always be aware that there's one there. Okay, I would uh, – actually, I take that back. Uh, garbage cans will emit a pulsation that oh. will allow all people to be aware that there's a garbage can Tell
4: nearby.
3: Tell us about a pulsation. Yeah, it would go like – <laughs> so you always know like there's a phone garbage vibrating. can. In it. Like, does yeah, it detect out.
4: the garbage?
3: No, it's in the garbage can, vibrating it so that you always know where the vi- the garbage can is. Oh. Um, and you can actually shut off the vibration for ten seconds by putting garbage in it, which is like a little reward Ooh. built in. Ooh. But what would happen is, is the area surrounding the six hundred square feet surrounding oh. a garbage can would be electrified. Oh. And there would be a small sensor built into that would be constantly looking around for anyone in a throwing or dropping motion of something. And if garbage hits the ground in that electrified area and is not deposited into the can within 15 seconds following, Uh the entire area is electrified.
4: Even just a passerby?
3: Yes. And here's the beauty of it. Much like in the military, like if one of the members of the platoon yeah. screws up, everyone has to do the push-ups. Uh-huh. This this allows us to take action and not be docile about the people wow. around us. We see people, we don't want to make a scene, I don't want to cause yeah. trouble, that person might shoot me. We don't say, we don't call people always to task for their laziness. I mean, it's ridiculous when you see someone throw garbage on the ground 10 feet from a garbage can.
4: To do it, so so twenty twenty is what I'm hearing. Rayco
3: twenty twenty. Keep going. It? So no, so it's basically a, a punishment <laughs> deterrent system, along with an observational sensory <laughs> system built into the garbage can, with an alert system for the blind, so that this is properly taking care of the. It's ADA compliant, basically. Got it. So that's what I would, how I would solve this problem. If
4: I was in charge of the world. There you go. I like it, but I'm scared. Well, but I do be. like it.
3: But I bet you put the garbage, <laughs> you'll be avoiding garbage cans altogether. Yeah. And going are just, just stuff it in their pocket for later.
4: Maybe. <laughs> People just hoard stuff. That's instead. right. Maybe. All right. Hey, this is a good way to get it going. It
3: though. is. Elsie, you're next.
5: I'm gonna pass in the interest of time. Okay. Just because we only have a few she has gotta make her
3: gig. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> Love it. Cool. All right. So how about one for you, Sheba? Okay. Elsie, why don't you come up with what yeah, she was problem she has to solve is.
4: Yeah. What problem
5: are you going to oh, solve? Oh, I know. Um the people who in the grocery store that have random things in their cot, whether whether it's them or their kids, that they don't they end up not wanting that stuff, so they just leave it at the front of the register area for someone else to go put where it belongs.
2: Hmm. They just like leave it on the thing. Yeah, instead of yeah, putting it away.
5: It. They 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 say, oh, I don't want this and then they just dump it.
3: So she how would you so solve So Someone that has issue? to clean it up. I just
5: want to use your
2: idea for this. <laughs> <'Cause it's> like... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk like like about um, the sensor idea is pretty good with the vibrating thing. Yeah. I would say that if you do that Wait, if you were in charge. Of... Oh yeah. Oh sorry. sorry. Yeah. If I were in charge of the world, yes. I would have, every time you take your hand and you put it this thing down, an item, that a giant hand comes out and just smacks you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it hurts pretty bad. Again, Not like badly pu- enough that you're beat up, but like badly enough, to, that's
4: conditioning.
3: Again, with the punishment regimen. Yeah, you.
4: I like that. That's I now, guess well- we're American, we've been thinking... <laughs> Is in hand, America too long. <laughs> is it a rubber hand or a mechanical
2: hand or what is it? Yeah, it's like a mechanical hand that like grabs your arm like at a haunted house. And yeah. It's just like, stop. And then like these lights go up, you know, so everyone knows that you're so like an asshole doing <laughs> it. Yeah. So yeah. There's embarrassment in factor. In the
5: store. Yeah. Bar- embarrassment <laughs> factor. <laughs>
3: And that's what you would do. That's
2: what I would do if I were in charge of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sheba. Perfect.
3: Very, very good. All right. In the interest of time, we are going to move on. Sorry, Danielle. No, Thank I'm you, Elsie. Uh, because I already our, am in charge of the world. Uh, I so know you are. I know. Our I know. our um our friend Sheba here has a gig she has to get to, so we're um it's tough when you're talking with comedians because sometimes they have to perform.
4: Sometimes. So All
3: the time. Uh, we're going to take a super quick break. When we come back, it's end of show food. Right after this.
1: Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
3: Before we end the show, we're going to do End a, of a Show Food. Show Food. Uh, so uh, that's a point in which Elsie has scoured the countryside. She goes online. She stops in stores. You never know what she's going to find. She'll find some interesting food, drinks, snack. You never know what it is. She'll bring it here. We'll sample it after she explains what it is. Don't start until she says go. That's a big rule. <laughs> and then once we've tasted it, we'll rate it on a scale. Of chickens you make your own scale of the number of chickens that you want to base this on so it could be you know uh, 50 out of 112 chickens for example and uh, and that's what we do so uh, yeah. Elsie all what right. have you brought for all of us this show? I will say you were you were very excited today about we're
5: this. doing um, charms Fluffy stuff, bacon-flavored cotton candy.
3: What? What? No. So, she, but
4: something that you may or may not know on this show is that bacon is a huge theme. Bacon is great. And Mark loves bacon
3: (laughs) dearly. I saw
2: a guy in, in Greenwich Village walking his pig. Okay, he was walking a pig like a pet. And I said future
3: bacon or And
2: I said, Do you still eat bacon? And he goes, Sometimes I love it. Oh after he's a
4: pet pig. So that's how delicious bacon is. Farmers (laughs) farmers have pet pigs and then
2: they eat bacon.
3: Uh, Wow. So bacon's
4: delicious.
3: I should say that this looks like it's almost looks like a a bag of potato chips. Wow. It's like a bag of potato chips, but it's it's cotton candy inside. And uh what's the oh. color of the cotton candy?
4: It's pink. Oh, she put it in a
3: Oh. <gasps> oh no. Sheba violated <laughs> the rules.
4: Oh, no. I'm no. Sorry. Oh my god. I'm wow, sorry. it's pink.
3: It's well, wow. I got a big wad here.
4: Oh my gosh, this I is got pink a cotton lot. candy. I'm real... kind of scared it looks like It fiberglass. looks like a
3: truffula oh. tree from from uh the Lorax. Just don't share
5: Dr. your thoughts
4: Seuss. yet.
3: <laughs> all right. This so we've all got terrifying. our hands. Ready?
5: Ready. One, two, three, go.
3: All right. So we are uh, eating uh, cotton candy. I don't to do this.
5: Mmm. Oh.
2: Whoa. Well. Oh. It doesn't even taste like cotton candy at all. I like it. It's like all bacon. I really like it. Oh.
3: It's been. Oh, it's not. I'm saying Danielle, Danielle. doesn't like it. Danielle does not care <laughs> it. I don't, I it don't like it. Is it because you need it to be sweet? Do you want mine? Do you like bacon, no.
4: Danielle? I do like bacon. <laughs>
3: I think this is a pretty it good bacon smoky. taste.
5: It's really weird. Like, the juxtaposition of the cotton. It's candy. like candied bacon, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's smoky. There is mm. a sweetness it right all of those. It's weird because... Yeah, so I have the whole thing. I'm, it's not, like, I'm, not,
3: I'm, not, I'm done. <laughs> Danielle did not care for this. We. What was your hint? <laughs> she gave it away. Um,
5: <laughs> if everyone can see her I know, I was really die happy. Yeah. <laughs>
4: oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> uh, so, basically... Um, it's it's it looks like cotton candy. It, it tastes like smoky. it smells smoky. It feels like cotton candy. It's cotton candy in your mouth because it is cotton candy, right? But it's like you just had, like you licked bacon or something. Like it's it's yeah. that Ugh. kind of mm, like good artisanal smoky peppery bacon. I don't get the peppery part. Right? but Okay. Oh. I'm doing my own description. I'm just saying. Ugh. Okay, I'll go.
4: If I were in
3: charge (laughs) of the
4: world, I would get rid of bacon cotton candy. I give it a oh
3: is it negative chicken? Yeah.
4: I give it a It's got an aftertaste.
3: I'd like to point out on our previous show, we had cotton candy flavored ale.
4: Yeah, this well, is worse than that. It ale tastes like cotton candy. It
3: didn't though. That's it the actually thing.
5: tasted like grapefruit
4: to me. I'm gonna give this, <laughs> which is like nothing like like yeah. a 41 out of a thousand.
3: Ooh, low, Whoa. low, low. Just doesn't do it for you. Oh, did it taste I'm, like
4: bacon to you? I'm having. I'm. I don't know where to go. My okay. brain stopped working okay. because it just it's so the equation
3: didn't work. What about you, Sheba?
4: <laughs> I liked
2: it. It's a very rich taste. It's like really like very it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming. I agree. Um I would say I give it <laughs> forty out of fifty chickens.
3: That's a pretty good That's rating. That's pretty good. Very yeah. nice. What was the deduction like for? It.
2: Just because it's it's almost like a little too rich. Yeah.
3: It's very like rich. too much. Yeah. Elsie?
5: Yeah. Mm. Um, 51 out of 72.
3: Gotcha. Deductions for same thing.
5: I just couldn't eat a whole lot of it. It would be something like it's a pretty decent sized bag. You Um, can only have like one bag. bag. Yeah, this bag is uh 2.1 ounces. Gotcha. So it's Uh, it's a lot, but I I enjoyed
3: it. I'm gonna give it 108 out of 110 chickens. It was everything I hoped it would be. Why
4: the deduction? Um, yeah, maybe because I'm never gonna
3: go buy it again. It was a singular experience, but I want the whole but bag. But you enjoyed
5: it. Does that well, make any sense? Like, okay, here
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, that's <laughs> – all right. Thank you very much. I think that was a winner, even though Daniel didn't like it.
4: No, I love stuff. I love I, trying it, things that are it, strange. It was, it I was,
3: just couldn't give it, it my full vote. It was such a fun idea. That's what cool. a great find. Yeah. And where did you find that one?
5: Oh, that was in a store in um, Beacon, New York. Oh. oh. Of all places. You would never have thought. That's right. But, yeah, Beacon, New York.
3: Gotcha. All right, well, that's it Bacon for this episode of Funny Bacon. People Talking. We're going to get Sheba to her gig. Sheba, Mason, you thank you gig. so much for being here. Thank you so much for having such me. such a pleasure to meet you. You're so cool. Thanks. And I wish you the best. Can't wait to see you live and uh, performing on stage. And best of luck to you. Um, and until next time, we really appreciate all of you listening. It means yes. so much to us. Uh, we'll see you next time for another great show, another great guest, another great improv game. Until then, for Elsie...
5: There was actual cotton candy in this
3: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle.
4: Good night, everyone. Right. I'm going to go wash my mouth
3: All out. right. I'm Mark Rayco. Have a great day and stay funny.
1: That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, uh, boy, what a crock! This was Funny People Talking. Copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.